Well, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is it's the time. The weekly EW with you and break now. Introducing first, a man of the hour. Now rise up and feel the power. It's Harley. I don't know where that energy came from. I didn't have it five minutes ago, but hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, back again, back at it again with the wrestling coverage here on ESE. Um, how are you tonight, Charlie? I haven't asked you that in a couple Dude, of good, like, weeks. Doing awesome. pretty good, man. I mean, we got right now so much shit going on. It feels like. Yeah, Honestly, I look, it, we got more shit going on. <laughs> you're correct like uh so much happening in the wrestling world uh we're like two weeks out from the next aw pay-per-view aw all out um and i, I mean as far Dude, as like what's right a couple weeks out from the pay-per-view like i'm like um okay right fine. yeah does that mean uh next week's predictions if i uh, remember this i suppose i suppose I, so I, yeah I think I next week's guess. a three a triple podcast for us we got two minis and the actual show so Triple pod action. Okay, okay. Um, all right. I'm glad it's getting closer, man. Um, and we'll talk about more of you know throughout the show as we get ingrained in some of these storylines, how they've been booked going into all out because that's been a lot of discussion that we've seen within the community. Really, is you know some people feel like they're just throwing matches on a whim, and others feel like well they've been building it for months, as in you know like Ricky and Jungle Boy, which we'll get to. And yeah, man. I mean. Definitely. Uh, uh, I mean, you could argue the, the Ricky and uh, Hobbs thing is kind of recent. I mean, you you could make the argument that the whole them versus um, them versus uh, Swerve in Our Glory and them versus uh, the them and the Young Bucks twice. Right? They, they, they did that twice, I think I want to say. But anyway, um, or anyway, versus the champion. Maybe it was Jungle Boy. And yeah, they did it with Jungle Boy. And yeah, so it's before. like. So I mean, you, but for the but for the most part, it's mostly recent. But I mean, hey, I mean, the other thing is like it's yeah. I mean, like what was it like double or nothing? We had like two matches and three matches added that weren't like built up at all. But we're going to get added next week here. too. So well, like, there'll be matches added next week and in the week of the pay per view because that's inevitably what's going to happen. But I mean, I, it's fine. We don't need. I mean, not every slot on the pay per view is going to be. And they've said they don't care if it goes like six hours. You know, I mean, they haven't. They're not going to go for that. But I. I if that's what they decide to do, that's what they decide to do. Um, I kind of hope there's not like just throwing on matches this time though. There's enough, there's enough going on right now. I think to, to fill out a card, like at least I hope so. Maybe, maybe not have a pre-show if you, if you can actually fill it out with enough, just matches from the, from the actual show. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. Let's well, also time. avoid a five hour pay-per-view. Uh, I, it's coming. I feel it like it is coming. Um, you can just tell. So, but anyway, yeah. uh, normally, uh, we would go straight into favorites and stuff like that, but uh, a couple of weird business to take care of off the top of the show, which is first of all, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Bane Duke. That's B A N E D U K E. And you can follow Charlie at Oh Charlie with an X instead of an A. Oh yeah. I forgot to say I'm, I'm Duke by the way. I never, I never say that anymore. I don't, I don't really care if y'all, if y'all are listening, I'm, 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 I'm the Duke of Derps. How's it going? Um, I guess it was a good time to get it in there. Um, and you can also, you know, make sure you follow, subscribe, uh, you know, and uh, and or leave a review or whatever you want to go ahead and do on the podcast platform of choice, Apple, Spotify, or Google. 
And um, yeah, so with that being said, uh, I didn't even ask you before the show started. Uh, we are, I believe, on we are on an even week. Uh, yes, we it at? is an even week. We are episode fourteen, which means your boy, myself, we get to pick the favorite this week. And if you look, man, there to me there was one match above all else, and I had to pick that one. So it's you know. Shout out our boy Bruce Buffer for uh, hooking us up here. It's the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament. United Empire versus Death Triangle. Holy shit. They let this get time that I did not think would happen. I I would like to know the total runtime, but I think it's like 32 minutes. And they let it cook. Because I think entrances started at like 925. 920 maybe. So... I just, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this other than this is the potential having these belts, having these trios uh, matches deliver something that the rest of the card doesn't. And on Rampage, there was another trios match that was not the same match. So yeah, absolutely. And, and I will say this, I think where everything is. I do like the winner being United Empire. I think that's a good decision. Yeah. I think Pac is going to have a match on the pay-per-view with his title. And, I mean, there are so many moments here that I could start talking about. Yeah. But what I'll, what I'll say is this. I think the chemistry between Will and Phoenix was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. Kyle Fletcher, he's so young. 23 years old. And yet this guy... Every time I see him and every time he's on AEW, he seems to impress me more and more. I've never seen him in a triple threat ma- or a trios match. And I, I loved it. And look, all of Death Triangle were just fantastic. But I got to say, letting Kip Sabian get his moment here, almost in like a, like a Heath Ledger Joker kind of way where they yeah. took off the mask and it wasn't him. All this time, the, fi- the the reveal, it wasn't him. And then he attacks Pac from behind, and it was beautiful. He deserved that spot. He earned that spot. And some people are like, where'd that come from? Well, those are the same people that didn't know Zach Clayton, right? So, <laughs> I mean, it's, but come on, it's true. But no, it's, it's well done. Kip Sabian, he, he did deserve to have a hit when his return like true return in a big spot like that. But no, man, this, the finish was fucking nuts. The, it was beautiful yes. when Kenny comes out and this, they, sh- they posted this on YouTube after him. He is just destroying Will Ospreay. We're getting the, the trios match that we really want. And that was United empire and the elite. And that match is going to be fucking insane. And I hope they give it the same amount of time. I did not think it would get this amount of time because at nine o'clock CM Punk and Moxley starts. And I'm assuming that was going to get 30 minutes, but it, it didn't. And we'll get into that more. You and I haven't even talked about that yet. I can't wait to get into that. But <laughs> Garrett, what did you think of this? I mean, this was just United Empire and Death Triangle, man. Six guys going out there, putting on a fucking show and the crowd cared. That uh, I think is very important. Yeah. The crowd really cared. 
I think everybody that went to this show probably looked at it and was like, well, this is the match that we're going to, you know, that's going to, I mean, they, you know, once they knew that Moxley versus Punk was happening, they maybe thought they would get two, like first hour, you'd get one of the two and you'd get the other two, or yeah, the other one in the other half of the hour. So they thought they were getting a good show either way. Um, but they didn't realize they were getting just one insane match. Uh, not that there wasn't other good matches on the show, but like one super ridiculously high quality match um on to end of the show you know um and yeah just like right out of the gate they had like super fast pace and it was high flying you know just insanity which is a term i use a lot on this uh show because AEW does allow a little bit more of that than maybe the wwe would necessarily do not that wwe doesn't allow like people like ricochet but it kind of has to be your thing yeah, and, you know? and i know what like, you mean i there was moments i couldn't believe that we were watching this match on tv absolutely yeah because you think of be, like, what's going on and I well, mean, that's the idea of this tournament is every trio's match because of the personalities in a lot of these, you know, well, the personalities, the, the, the performers in some of these teams, it allows the opportunity for these people um, to showcase themselves in like a way that they don't necessarily get, uh, get in like a singles match. that's going to be 10 minutes or something like that, that. They might get on a show, right. Or maybe 15 or something like that. But, you know, maybe they get longer, or even if they don't get as much time, I don't know. It's just maybe, maybe something about a trio's matches makes, everything mean a little bit more. I don't know what that, what the reason for that is. Um, but the chops in this were really thunderous sounding. Um, it was about as hard hitting as I thought it would be given that we had Phoenix and Ray uh, Pentagon in this match, Ray Pentagon, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon in this match. So obviously, um, and Pac isn't, you know, uh, uh, he doesn't like not hit hard, but for, you know, the big guys in this match, it was not like he's going to, you know, uh, but, um, and that's nothing against Pac. He's just, you know, Pentagon is a, a, much beefier human you know what i mean like uh as is ray uh, but anyway um but yeah i you know one of the things that I came out of this that i really want to see now and they've been teasing it up a little bit and i don't know if we're gonna get this match on tv in the lead up or if we'll get kip versus Pac on the way to the pay-per-view but either way i want to see that match obviously and i would like to see Pac versus will osprey for the uh, oh my Atlanta god please thank you i'll take that anytime and uh, also i'd like to see ray phoenix go to new japan and wrestle for that new japan united states title which by the way when when did they get that back from uh from uh whoever had it i can't remember who was yeah it must have been it. must have been before the g1 so um, i'm guessing maybe they reached a deal when 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 Pac went to go right before the kip sabian reveal he was gonna hit the black arrow on i want to say will osprey yeah and then he he st- backs up because Kyle Fletcher takes Osprey out of the ring. Mm-hmm. So Pac backs up and he's standing on the fucking like the ring post now and then does a backflip mm-hmm. over. It's like, dude, that's just the in a sum here. Pac like, is crazy. Example. But we've known Pac is crazy since like he was the king of the cruiserweights. He's so fucking talented, man. And I'm so glad it's guys like him. I'm so glad I get the spots, dude. Dude, that guy's so talented. He got over a title that nobody cared about once. He's gonna do it again with this All Atlantic title. You know what I mean? Like he is. He's he is going. Now that I think about it, that's a genius person to put that on because you literally have like like six months of video proof of him making a championship that was worthless into something that wasn't worthless. Like make that everybody wanted to fucking see him lose because he was such a great heel. You know, like and they're treating it like different belts. I mean, this belt is going across the world. Being defended at the top of the card as the highest priority. That's why I hope he goes into New Japan and defends it against Will, and they somehow work out a deal where where he gets to show they get to show that on TV, or maybe you know, or on uh, Dark, I should say. Maybe that maybe that wouldn't be on Dark. That might see that's the problem is I feel like New Japan's not going to want that unless it's on actual AEW. It's like 
could you maybe you could work that yeah. out for a and, and and when we get to our news later we'll talk Wait, about could you could you get away with that do you think if they taped okay how would you feel about this if we just had a segment in the middle of a rampage where they went to something see because that would suck for the people in the crowd i think the right? president though is they'd already they put it on dark yeah, they wouldn't so do it, it on sucks, a rampage. It sucks for the people in the crowd if you don't do that for dark. You know what I mean? Like, well, if it's a taped rampage, you get away with it because you could just tape something else. Oh, I see. What, well, or you could tape that match at a rampage, but you'd have to get New Japan to sign off on that. Like, yep. So, by anyway. the way, uh, I like seeing those New Japan Strong titles, the tag titles. That was a cool. Yeah, they look like uh, like they kind of reminded me of the uh, SmackDown tag titles. I'm not gonna lie, but hey, yeah, I like that big silver with the blue. It, it works well. Um, but yeah, yeah right. um, on our news, we will talk about a couple AEW wrestlers that will be wrestling in New Japan. So that's a, that's a tease for you, folks. But Garrett, what was your favorite this week, man? I mean, Ooh. I know you got some of your boys on this card. <laughs> I would say I have my my boy for the year probably already pretty locked up uh, pretty early on here because uh, man, Charlie, can you think? Name me a bad match Dax Harwood has had this year. Um, Maybe a below three and a half star match that Dax Harwood has had this year. I'm kind of feeling like the Winter Soldier right now. My my brain's malfunctioning a little bit. I, I can't think of it. Um. I think uh, Dax might end up being wrestler of the year this year somehow, which is insane because if you just said that at the beginning of the year, it's not that FTR aren't talented and Dax himself is not talented enough. Actually, I think I probably would have said both at the beginning of the year, especially after the year, the sort of half sort of year that we saw out of FTR kind of deciding to stay in AEW because it was kind of up in the air whether or not they were just going to retire, you know, because they weren't getting used and everyone was kind of upset about it. And Tony Khan was upset about being asked about it. He's still upset about being asked about it. Aren't they still number one ranked anyway? Um, they, yeah, that's. I'm glad that they haven't taken him off that. Well, because if they did, it'd be way more controversial than if they yeah. leave them up there. You know, like no, as, as like, fucked as it is. But anyway, as as I as I've alluded so far, Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal. Um, we did like a whole sort of catch wrestling match here. It was really cool. It was like 15 minutes of them trying to catch each other with a move or a hold or a submission, um, which I really, you know, I always love that stuff because that's what wrestling is supposed to be more like anyway. It's supposed to be a little fight, but it's also, it's like, you know, it's based in, in, in excuse me, it's originally based in like sort of trying to catch somebody with a pin like a wrestling match is intended to be, you know. Um, but it's just obviously a lot more flashy, even in like the most basic forms, like what this match uh, essentially ended up working out to be. Um, we had we entered, uh, you know, Chop City. Um, the German suplex is actually like super snug in this match. Uh, it's like a ring IQ battle almost in a way. You get you know what I'm saying? Well like, put there. Yes, 100%. Um, they were just trying to outsmart each other a little bit. Uh, not in the wrestling sense smart, but like smart, like in like actual intelligence um and like i said trying to get that little edge like a sneak a pin a little hold in there and that 2.99 on the liger bomb just beautiful stuff so cool um and uh, oh they kind of that spot didn't quite go perfectly either too i think it was like he's caught him out of the corner or something or like he caught him in a way and he was supposed to just use that momentum to whip him down but it didn't quite work but then he actually because dax is you know a wrestling genius he just bounced him off the ropes like he normally would so just perfect no not even an issue there just something i thought i'd point out because it would have been an issue if he just did nothing and just tried to do something silly and looked like an idiot for a few seconds nope dax just hits it off the ropes and boom um oh he also hit a dive in this match shout out to dax hitting dives yeah right 
I never see that. And then uh, Jay Lethal uh, uses his Pokemon Evolution Stone or however the fuck they used to do that in the game. I think he used to, have to get like a gem, right, or something like that. Anyway, and he became Jay Cheatful, uh, and he won the match by cheating with the Motor City Machine Guns involved. Uh, at the end, and uh, so Jay Lethal and Motorshade Machine Guns. How? how so we get, well, yeah, yeah, I kind of want to dive that. into that because I feel like we got to include it all here. So, yeah, the Motor City Machine Guns out of Impact Wrestling, they made sure to clarify that 600 times on Rampage because I think Impact <laughs> was like, uh, guys, they're our team. Mention them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so, recently cool. reformed Motor City Machine Guns. They reformed for the Ric Flair show, right? So, and, and um, look, I'm glad those guys are going to get booked on a big show. Do yeah. they need to be booked at all out? That's, probably not. That's, but, that's I mean, probably the more or less. But I'd rather that we were getting just like, uh, you know, like Satnam Singh versus, uh, uh, which is too early for this, but Satnam Singh versus, you know, uh, Wardlow. Yeah, it'd be what great. What this but. tells me is I think they really want Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR, but they can't really do it. No, there's no reason the to titles. do that for the Ring of Honor titles on so an AW. That's more paper or less what we're getting here. Um, again, Wardlow should be maybe that'll be the, the next uh, Ring of Honor pay per view. Maybe that'll be a title yeah, match. Yeah, I think I think in another world, Wardlow's defending against Jay Lethal here, and those guys are going for tag titles here. And but they needed matches for uh, you know for yeah. Battle of the Bells, and they, so. they blocked him up. And uh, and and I just want to say it's it's amazing to me that we have this match open the show, which you said it perfectly. It's like a Ring IQ just wrestling like chain wrestling grudge match it feels like and then at the end we have this aerobatics fucking insane flippiness match on the same show yet it works the same yet the crowd loves it and it's like kenny omega said last week it's a smorgasbord of wrestling that's what AEW is yeah and i love this match by the way traditionally is what wrestling always was if you go back to when wrestling not everything needs to be a fucking formulated calculation we could have this match and have the other one end we got gigabrained ultra feuds for a while. We had Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston and freaking, uh, you know, um, Punk versus uh, MJF running simultaneously. We got that. We're good. We got that for yeah, a while. And we had Jay Lethal picking up the victory here. And I wasn't surprised by that, but this just, it kind of harkens back to a few months ago when you and I were wondering, you know, what's next for Lethal? He's just taking L after L. They form this team. He gets opportunities here and there. The Samoa Joe feud. Now the Wardlow feud. And he's picking up actual meaningful victories. And Jay Lethal's had a nice run so far in AEW. And I'm glad he's getting booked it all out. That's Absolutely. one of the things I get out of this. And and I think these guys work well together. I, I enjoyed this. I'm excited for the match it all out. Would I have done something differently? Sure. But you know, I'm going to take it for what it is. And uh, yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. Another bookenders here, because last week we booked it, but it was a promo as well at the beginning. When it comes to matches, booking dynamite matches here. So, yeah, dude, that was pretty good. Um, so let's jump into some of this news, man. We got a lot. We got a lot of news. I don't know how quick it's gonna go or how short it's gonna go. Uh, <laughs> the news. As my computer's, it's thinking about it. So I'll say this. I know one of them is Thunder Rosa is dealing with a back injury. Okay. So, as we'll get to on Dynamite, she relinquishes the title. Yep. It's going to be a fatal four-way for the title. And according to PW Insider, she's dealing with a disc issue in her back, a problem she has been trying to work through lately. There is no time time frame for her return. I was caught completely off guard by this. 
Yeah, there was no rumors about this. This was obviously kept a secret by by Rosa, probably because she didn't want anybody like speculating on it, you know. And if this is the end of her title reign, which I'm guessing, whoever wins, it's probably going to beat her. More than likely, right? I mean, I I have enjoyed her matches, and you and I have put over on this podcast so many times. Her matches for this title have been great, and. We've literally been fans since Jump of her in AEW when she was coming in as the as the what was it? It was like the NWA Women's Champion. Riho and stuff, and it's uh, God, that was prime Riho. I'm very sad that it's ending like this, and it's from an injury. And you know, we're not going to really touch onto it, but because this has nothing to do with the actual story, but there is apparently some heat between her and some of the other wrestlers, and you know, that's. That's what it is. We're, we're here to talk about her championship. And I really hope that if she does come back, they don't do what they did <laughs> to CM Punk, which we'll get into. Uh, that being said, Eddie Kingston was suspended, but that suspended suspension has been lifted. He's no longer suspended. Yeah. Long story short. Sammy, I guess they had like an altercation yeah. backstage, which has been resolved. Well, I don't know if it's been resolved, but it's been... I mean, Eddie has, it looks like Eddie has gone on Twitter and said, you know, it is what it is. Leave him alone. We're moving past it. I'm guessing again, how does this react? How does it matter to us? Well, they were going to have a match at all out clear as day and they're probably not going to anymore. So, oh, by the way, and if your reaction to Eddie's, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking, you know, defending himself on Twitter is you shouldn't uh, be upset when, People call you um, over. I'm just going to use the term overweight because I'm not going to use that term that was used to describe him. Uh, yeah. If you're going to do really that, buried him, and, and you deserve. Like, if you're not going to like basically, because this is literally a narrative that I heard, and it was one person, so I don't think it was. But there's probably a lot of people out there in the wrestling community that think like this. If your reaction is, well, then you should get into shape, and then people can't make that comment about you, then I feel like you've completely missed the point of what happened between him and Sam. Lost the and, plot. Yep. And. Uh, and you don't understand why he's even apologizing in the first place. So like, and and um, we know Eddie cares about this business and more than most, he knows that that promo, he, he along the lines of, and this is how this all started was, I guess, Eddie did not like the way he said the promo. It's like, you just, if I'm beating you, why would you bury me before it? Like this bad, no one's going to care if, you know, and over, you know, the way Sammy put it, it's yeah. So I hope, that this feud does continue because I think they could have a hell of a match. I really do think and we were just talking before Their match we being pulled from all out disappoints me. That's, it that's really the does disappoint takeaway. me, especially because Eddie should have a big match at grand slam. And now I don't, and there should be a payoff to him shoving him off the cage like that. Like there should be a, like, they'll probably be on the next show now. I'm sure, but it's going to feel a little bit like as of recording know. this, we only got four things announced for dynamite. So there's room. So, Oh no! I'm saying I think they should they should do it on another pay per view. I just should just wait because like it's it you're, you're, may, mm, it's yeah. in like four weeks from now. So yeah, because yeah, because you're not going to be able to do the, the other match we want it now anyway. So maybe maybe we'll see. So earlier we were alluding to some wrestlers going to Japan. Well, it's not actually Japan. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's Royal Quest Two in London. Excuse me, and FTR will be going there. So they have one. They are the IWGP Tag Team Champions. So it makes sense that they're going to be wrestling for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
So that's cool. Also announced our Okada, Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. No matches have been announced other than we know they will crown the first ever IWGP Women's Champion on night Hold two. up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We don't have a match announced for Okada or Naito. What if they're the ones challenging FTR? That would be awesome. I, I, be I a hell of a tag team. Like the two like top, top guys in New Japan for a long time against the top guys. Hey. You can make it work. You can make it work. Put the yeah. Take advantage of this. Um, all right, what else we got? AEW Samoa Joe could return as soon as Twisted Metal wraps filming. So Samoa Joe has been gone since May. Uh, filming a movie. He is playing the dual role. You're doing a twisted metal movie? That's awesome. Yep, it will be a Peacock live-action adaptation of the popular video game Twisted Metal. He is playing the dual role of Sweet Tooth. So No fucking... That's awesome. I'm, <laughs> that's no, Sweet Tooth is a psychotic clown, dude. That's awesome. Can we say right now, we need to fucking... <laughs> when that comes out in like a year, we gotta watch it. <laughs> We got one thousand percent. There will be a. We're, we're, hopefully, he's got a match that week too. I would hope Tony Khan, as long as he's not injured, would be smart enough to do that. And they like they pump the movie out or something like that. Maybe. Well, no, it's on Peacock, so maybe they wouldn't. But I mean, like, anyway, my point is, I hope that, that we get that because we'll we'll stick the review of that film on the end of an episode, dude. Yes, you heard it here first. We. That's a promise. Yes, this is a promise. Uh, it's so fucking cool. I love when wrestlers do this shit, man. And Twisted Metal. I'm glad you know it. I didn't know it. Dude, I, it was a play. I played yeah. Twisted Metal for the PlayStation 1, dude. That's how long ago we're talking about. <laughs> okay. This is when I was like in like elementary school, I think. Like, okay. Okay. I'm down. Maybe, maybe. No, it would have been elementary. I don't think it would have been middle school yet. Yeah. 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 Ah, that's crazy. We're going to spend anyway. two seconds on this. Uh, FTR is not in the AEW video game right now. People are making it out that, you know, it's backstage politicking or that they hate FDR. It's politicking, brother. <laughs> Long story short, they're just not in the video game right now. That doesn't mean they, they won't be. DLC related, right? Like, exactly. That does not mean they won't be. It's just they're not right now. I would make the Trust Busters DLC. That's me. Hey, I'm down. I, I would make it just, I, I would love it if they had everyone. No, make the Trustbusters DLC so everyone can download them so they want so they can beat them because they hate them so much. Um, yeah. God. All right. Um, I hope they banned those people. I really do. Our boy, Johnny Gargano, has returned to wrestling. He returned to Raw, and they straight up just hit his music. And he walked out. No I saw people. some criticism of that, actually. No, nothing. Because, they literally... Because, like, he's not known by the main roster crowd, per se. So, like, I... Hey, but it's an interesting but decision. At least Toronto knew him. And I'm glad they did. And... Yeah, that's you true. You know what? I, I had to go I think watch think he would have been known even in, like, a smaller town. Like, I think I think it's good that they chose to do it in a, in, in the WWE. Because that's, like, the first time they've been to Canada in a while, too. You know? So, like... Oh, at least yeah, not I imagine since, so like, COVID, right? So... Maybe not COVID. But, like, I'm sure they've been back. But, like, just... It's the first time that I've heard about them being there this year recently. So, you know. And you got Trish Stratus on the show. You know, you got, like... You know, your Triple standard H, Toronto. I, I'm... I'm Keeping an eye on it, man. I had to watch this Johnny segment, and then in turn, I ended up watching the main event of Damian Priest and Edge. And I watched—I'll like, be honest with everyone—I watched pretty much all of Raw except for the Gable stuff. Like, I—I—I I, I don't know why I'm so against this Gable character right now. I just am because I want him to be treated more seriously. Uh, but you know, um, I—I I didn't hate Raw. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, they, they had a really solidly good women's tag match. Like, yeah. 
anyway, that man, that boy, Triple H. Um, so we got some Brother new H. details on the AEW Fight Forever video game. Uh, Evil Uno and Colt Cabana were in Germany for GamesCon, and we kind of got some more information. I'm just going to list off a few of these real quick, uh, just because. And they showed some new footage in a Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole match. Um, so a deep career mode was confirmed where players will go on the road with AEW in this mode and select a manager as well. Down with that. Um, it also sounds like there's 40 different weapons. <laughs> That's a little much. Blood but will I... be included. Mixed gender matches are possible. And online play is referred to as a, quote, big part of the game. And there will be a mi- original music by Max Caster. Wait, so does that mean we're probably like, because, okay, hold on, hear me out. Go. Mixed gender matches are possible. Why? That's never been a thing in AEW. My theory, we've been seeing a lot of it teased, even on Dark recently. I'll get to that when I talk about Elevation. Are we about to just have intergender wrestling in W or WWE and AEW? Is that a thing? Maybe. And I mean, they've released Give me Orange Cassidy. Oh, please make Orange Cassidy the first match back for 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 Chris Statlander. Then please, oh God, that would be amazing. And oh. then we also I mean, got Sakura versus Ari Ari Davari. Please. <laughs> One of the thing I wanted to touch on was uh, Busted Open Radio also confirmed Friday that the back injury for Thunder Rosa is not fake and it is not a work. She's most likely out a few months. So okay. I meant to hit those back to back, but yes, it, we just further proof that, you know, this isn't something that has to do with backstage politicking, which I, I know people are running wild with conspiracy theories that, you know, yeah, all of that, that we, we don't need to get into. Um, yeah. Warner brothers discovery is long story short. It sounds like they want some of the language quote toned down. I've been expecting this for a while, to be honest with you. I think it's the chance. I think they kind of want to avoid those chants. Yeah, but no, it's, I think that's part of why WWE just completely banned it. It's because people will chant it if you say even even WWE when they can't get them to stop chanting, you know, the uh, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not you can't. Yeah. It's impossible. Like, so, you know, it's. Yeah, but but the good thing is nothing about the blood. So they're not going to try and turn eight. We, that's uh, it's one of the big things with TV 14. And then we don't have to worry about that. So. Yeah, yeah we're, um, we'll be fine. That's a good sign. So, Garrett, uh, it is your turn. You can take us through some Dark Elevation, my guy. AEW Dark Elevation, episode 77. And we opened up the show with Anna JAS with Cool Hand Angelo Parker taking on Nikki Victory. Um, if Nikki Victory wants to be really cool, she should change her name to be uh, spelled like Nike, but like still be pronounced Nikki because, uh, and this is just me being a nerd, uh, the, the goddess Nike was actually the goddess of victory in uh, in Roman mythology. So That's awesome. That would be, or maybe it was Greek mythology. So that would uh, be uh, <laughs> an interesting little nod there. But anyway, she just beat the shit out of her and locked in the Queen Slayer. Uh, following that up, we had another female uh, star on this show we had uh destination unknown ruby i'm not singing this week ruby 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 so how um actually fuck it destiny i'm just kidding <laughs> imagine just go straight into it after we had a uh, ruby soho and ortiz who are tagging together now for some reason um taking on mickey midas and queen aminata who got another nod on here she wasn't actually she didn't get a uh, hip attacked to death this time so that's good or no, sorry, that was no. I think she did get a hit, hard hip attack, but she was against Athena. She just got the shit kicked out of her. But anyway, there was like more of that intergender wrestling tease that I uh, tease that I uh, mentioned. Uh, we had a little bit on dark this week 
here as well. Um, there was a no future and a fisherman bomb combo for the win. Um, and they gave a little bit of a praise on, on the commentary to Queen Aminata. So I wonder if maybe she's looked at as possible signing. I've been banging the drum for her for a little while. So she should. Uh, she looked good in this role too. So yeah, I would not be against that. You know, they need women as, as much as I don't want to say it like this. They need women to lose sometimes. So it wouldn't be terrible to have her in that spot, especially now that Julia has moved into a main slot as a female wrestler, you know? Um, but anyway, we had our boy Dante Martin taking on a guy that sounds like he's like the cousin or brother of uh, JD Drake, Jackson Drake. Um, Young looking guy. Yeah. Matt Menard is a hilarious on commentary. Oh my uh, God. Dante Martin has come so far over the last so many months, dude. Like he had a half and half in this match. That was just beautiful and picked up the win off of it. Dante Martin is just, he's just, He's he's almost there, man. I feel like they could push him for something, and I'd be I'd be there for it. Um, we had Sarita Deeb uh, taking on a Jobski brother, 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 and uh, she tied her up in knots in this match, uh, pummeled the shit out of her, and then uh, locked in the Serenity lock, uh, and then worked the leg afterward. So, shout out to Serena Deeb, always, uh, uh, always know, working, looking fine, and getting it done. You know what I mean? Um, Anyway, the Dark Order with Evil Udo took a warm-up match versus some jobbers for their for their uh, tag match this week. And uh, uh, Ten had a pretty decent sequence. There was a tag team combo meal, uh, which is what I call their sequence of like signature moves. Um, and they sent uh, Dupree to the Shadow Realm. Um, yeah, uh, no pendulum bomb in this match. It doesn't seem like the but... Shadow Realm. That's my favorite uh, <laughs> wrestling term, by the way. Speaking of Julia Hart, who I mentioned earlier, she must have just been stuck in my head because of this. We had Julia Hart taking another squash ski for herself. Brother, 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 brother. Uh, she had a really nice back elbow in this match, actually. Um, I think she's almost there. I think she just needs like a really good opportunity at this point. Um, and she picked she, up the one with that. She looks good in this role, dude. Excalibur keeps refusing to give this move a name. I know he could if he wanted to. I absolutely guarantee you if, if Excalibur, as long as it was a decent name on the spot, came up with something for this move, he would probably be allowed to call it that. As long as she was cool with it, they would go with it. You know, like, I don't know what what to call it. I'm struggling. I'll figure it out, Excalibur. Don't worry, bro. I got you. Um, gotcha, brother, 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 brother. Um, we had, excuse me, sorry, I'm just going to pull up my, I didn't actually pull up the, the link that you sent me because I usually just go off my notes, but I'm just bringing it up just in case I missed something. Um, nope, I'm correct. We had Tony Nese and Josh Woods taking on another team and, uh, just, you know, just annihilated them. Uh, there was a Kawada bomb at one point and, uh, then the combo neck breaker sort of moved to, to finish them off. Death Triangle got their warm up this week against, and then they said, what Alex Abrahante is there with them. Um, they were firing on all cylinders, beat him up, picked up the win with the fear factor. We had Maki Ito and Emi Sakura taking on, I believe this is our main event of the evening. The main event of the evening. It's time for the main event. Anyway, um, love this uh, main event. We had Maki Ito making a return because we haven't seen Maki Ito really consistently in a while. And Emi Sakura taking on Sky Blue and Hikaru Shida. Are we, are we getting Shida versus Sakura at all out, Charlie? Are, is it happening? I don't know. I, I I would like to say yes, but I just is it going to be like a lights out match or something? Like what is happening here? Like anyway, um, everybody, you know, what is great happening this... here. 
Yeah, I'm a fan of everybody in this match. Uh, Maki Ito was hilarious as always. Oh Kokeshi looks awesome. Good. I watched that Kokeshi head headbutt thing, drop thing, head drop, whatever you want to call it. It's great. She, she literally just expels. Dude, oh my god, I popped when she smacked her head into the corner. I had... <laughs> she is so fun, and my god, I I, I hope. We see more of her going. She's forward. the savior of the women's division. Oh, sorry, sorry. Anyway, that was I went into sit mode for a second. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> and then uh, they had a nice save on the Meteora. Um, it's a great match. Pick up the one with the Queen's Gambit. Queen's the Queen's Gambit. Blah, blah, blah. Um, hell yeah, dude. Hell of a way to end Dark Elevation. My Take dude. me through. I didn't even write down the episode number. We're fucked. What episode oh, of Dark shit. is this, Charlie? Do you know? I got nothing on it. Oh, shit. No selling it. You got to find it while, we, while we're going through. Son of a bitch. So, all right. Long story short, this is a 14-episode Dark. Or 14. Wow. 14 match. Dark 14 and, episodes. Uh, we'll be here for an hour. 14 matches and not a single one of them mattered. So, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. What else is new? Just kidding. Uh, so the Renegade Twins actually open us up with a victory as a tag. Tony, good job. Keep booking them. Tony. They also had a little promo after. So Tony, it's kind of talking about, hey, we're here. Anthony Agogo defeated Meto. He uh, landed a signature knockout punch for the victory. Easy. One, two, three. What are they building him for? TBD. The Wingman. Ryan Nemeth and Peter Avalon picked up a victory defeating the Wingmen, please. Honest and Come Liam Gray. The Wingmen? Come on, man. Look, man. <laughs> this is what it is. And uh, the burial. <laughs> they hit a combination neckbreaker frog splash securing the victory here. So, yes, yeah, Cesar Bononi was out there. Again, I don't know what to do with them, but I guess they're filling the void. Filling the void. Blake Christian defeated Lucky Ali. This was fairly quick, but we had a little promo after kind of talking where Blake Christian kind of gave a heartfelt promo talking about how he's one of his main goals was to get all heart on the screen. And they did have him. uh, He had a video package when he started, you know, uh, on the Tron. So, yeah, I like seeing this from Blake Christian because, as we know, he is signed to Ring of Honor. So. Cool. What's that fucking weird necklace he's got? I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's a dark 158, by the way. 158. God. Jeez. And so he his promo is back on track. So whatever that means, I'm down. Jorah Joel defeated Very Morales. Wow, I did not like this. Uh but that's oh God, what these it, uh, right? So Jorah can be hit or miss. Like I did not like this. I feel like these guys really struggled with each other, and that's okay. Um that's what these reps are for. Jorah looks good. And when he lands his big stuff. Like his pump kick in the midair where he picks up the victory. I think he has a nice spine buster too. Like he's got some good stuff. I, I would put him in the same category that I would put like like a year ago Shoddy Lee, but Shoddy Lee's come along a lot since then. I almost put him where I saw Parker in NXT 2.0. He's got something there. We just need to tap into it more. Just okay. Parker had, you know, he has more, like, I don't know if it's charisma. I think he still needs it. something, but I, I'm, I'm with you, yeah. But yeah, you can, where Parker's flaws are, I feel like, George Joel is kind of, we can see him trending up. Max Caster defeated Justin Cotto. Um, his pre-match was pretty much just about NFTs and Biden's approval rating. Wasn't really funny for once. I was a little sad. That that is the that was the state of the start. Even Max Caster couldn't save it. Um, the mic was uh, the match was whatever. Max won with a back body drop and a mic drop for the victory. 
Dante Martin and Matt Seidel defeated The Factory. And you might be thinking, oh shit. Nope, Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo. This is a wasted opportunity for me. Cole Carter and Aaron Solo, that should be the tag. Clear as day, that should be the tag they're going with. Or just for fun, Anthony Agogo and Nick Camarado will be a fun tag. Do, do something different. Um, I did not want to see this tag. I think with Dante Martin and Matt Seidel on the other side, having Cole Carter and Aaron Solo, we could. there's potential there for something special. But this was just very run-of-the-mill. I feel like I've seen it a hundred times, even though I don't even know if we've seen it before. Probably not, but... but yeah. I've definitely like, seen these two groups go at each other. Just I like recently. seeing Dante and Matt as a tag. I do like that. I think... While we don't know what's going on with Dante and we don't know what's going on with Matt, team them together and get them some victories to keep them relevant. And at least it wasn't against enhancement talent. I can tell you what's going on with Matt. They're never going to use him because he just isn't like a superstar. I, I hate to say it. Matt Seidel should go on whatever the fuck uh, Stokely's forming. He's the kind of guy that needs a talker for him. So I could, Yeah, that would actually kind of make sense because then he doesn't have to speak. And he's got the he, veteran. He's fine, by the way. And, and Matt's fine. It's just like he's just – He's never been used, and I don't think they have interest in it. Otherwise, he'd be great for Ring of Honor, actually. Hopefully, I think. Matt and then Dante and Darius can be a trios team, and they can actually, you know. Maybe that trio needs to spend a year in Ring of Honor, man. I think that might be what it is. Hey, man, I can't lose Dante Martin for a year. We wouldn't lose him. We'd still be able to watch it. Get out of here. Pain. Get out Daniel of here. Daniel Garcia defeated Weston Blake. Um, Come he, on, then we could Wheeler versus Dante. Come on. We covered on him last week. Uh, Weston Blake, formerly of Blake and Murphy NXT Tag Champs, formerly of the Forgotten Sons. Who? No. Uh, Who? The crowd cared a little bit about him. The crowd really cared about Daniel Garcia chanting, you're a wrestler, Adam. Love that. Um, Garcia beat his ass. <laughs> hey, man. Leave, 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 leave Alexa's former boyfriend out of this, all right? Ting. Uh, the Trust Busters. <laughs> With the new group, with VSK and Sunny Kiss. Um, long story short, they introduced VSK as the Trust Bustler. The Trust Butler. And, <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, again, I, I That's think... That's not going to get over. Tavari, Boudreaux, and Jay work well as a trio. However, I'd like to see where Sunny could fit in in one of the trios. And maybe Sunny in the spot of Slim Jay, but at the same time, then you're losing where Slim Jay is. The only way I see it working is taking out Ari for some of the matches. And if you do that, you probably want him to lose. So I, I can I be honest with you? I like this faction because it's Davari, but like where he's he might the only thing about it that I'm really into right now, like Parker could have some interesting stuff, but he needs a lot more time. Exactly. He, Sunny probably doesn't need to be stuck in this vortex of just nonsense. That's just going to get heat like for the wrong reason. I, like, I just feel like it was a misfire. They didn't realize it was a misfire. They should have just probably scrapped it and had Davari just start as a single star, you know, which they could get away they with. Could, they and, could move into a, a spot where Ari is the single star within the group and he forms the trio. It's just around. not going to work though. I feel like it's just going to create a exactly. bunch of go. I don't know how you fit Sunny Kiss in to the matches. And that's something I'm curious about. I want to follow mm-hmm. that. Maybe maybe I'll be a one over more with this overtime. I like it as an f- idea. It just I don't think it quite I think, worked. And it gives five people something to do. And, you know, I don't know where Slim J was before this, but I don't know if he was on the Ring of Honor path. Give him a new gimmick, please. Like, I mean, like even, you know, it'd be funny. Have Slim J, like, put on a freaking wig and pretend to be, like, Takashi 6ix9ine type shit. You know what I mean? Like, My you know God. what I'm saying? Like, oh, hey, that could be out there. 
You know what I mean? So, he wants to do the rapper gimmick. If he wants to be a white rapper gimmick, then make it like the most obscure. Make it like if make if he wants to be a rapper gimmick, even let's just full stop it there. It, it, then make it the most obscure, absurd shit that you can. Like you know, like because it's just not gonna work. I feel like the Eminem reference is just dated. You know, like oh for sure. Uh, up next we had Tony Nese and Josh Woods defeat GKM and Oliver Sawyer. This tag team is it's got to win me over. I didn't like him on Elevation. I didn't like him on Dark. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if they're clicking right now. Um, and Smart Mark revealed he plans to sue the Blackpool Combat Club due to problems with John and Yuta. I'm guessing That's we'll see that well. match as a tag on like a Rampage or a Dynamite following All Out. Yeah, possibly. Formerly known as Bear Country, the Iron Savages with JT Davidson defeated Manny Lowe and Sean Maluda. There was a great bit that JT was so loud they didn't actually have the mic turned on. And he was just yelling. Um, I thought Taz and uh, Taz sold that pretty funny. They wrestled the same. Does the Iron Savages fit them more? They needed a name change. That's a fucking. They Let me ask it. you this: You think they're going to get booked better? No. It depends. I mean, what were they doing before? Will they be in turn in six months from now? They were losing to everybody that they meaningfully ever got put in a match with. Exactly. And six months from now, can I see them being in a situation where they're going one-on-one with the Lucha Brothers and they could win? And losing in five minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? So are they going to be in in six months from now beating the Lucha Brothers? I don't think so. But – Maybe they could win it over. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. They just need to get over. And, and it's not that they're not good. They're both actually really talented, actually. And they could have a really interesting, but they're just not. There's too much going on in the AW tag division, and they don't quite fit it well enough. They they probably need to, honestly, I hate to say this, probably just need to, whatever contract they're signed to, if they're signed to one, they just need to run that out and then be the new heavy machinery for Triple H. Because he's been trying to make that team work for years that type of team. And yeah, he's got the Viking Raiders or the new vicious Viking Raiders, whatever they're called now. Um, but they're not really like the crowds are really just not that into them. I don't think, you know, and I don't think they ever will be because of the way they were presented originally. It's a fucking Viking experience. God. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, the workhorsemen defeated Rosario Grillo and Dean Alexander. I'm glad the workhorsemen are, they're finally being booked as a tag now going forward. It sounds like so cool. Uh, Kylan King defeated Mafiosa. She looked good here at, at the end. She started getting a promo and it was kind of talking about how great it is to be back in AEW after busting her ass on the independent scene for the past couple months. I love that wrestlers address that. Yeah. And then Britt Baker interrupts her. Uh, awesome seeing Britt Baker at the tapings. I did not even see that leaked at all. I didn't see that anywhere. So that was a genuine shock. Uh, Britt came down, reads her for her filth. When Britt Baker walks on the screen, I'm not kidding you. The energy in the entire building changes. That's her presence, and honestly, that it changed on the it changed me too. I was like, "Oh shit!" I kind of did a little little sit up to him. I'm like, "Oh wait, here we go." And yeah, that's how we closed the show. They ended up brawling, and it was to set up their match on Wednesday. So I'm glad that Kylan King's probably going to be another one of those ones that gets signed next. Uh, I would rather them sign Willow because Willow has been absolutely a key part and, of a lot yeah. of the stuff they've been doing. And just and how they, many times have we mentioned? You need to bring these people into dark. And they did it in a spot where you had Daniel Garcia, who don't get me wrong. Daniel Garcia has been on dark thousands of times, but he is in the, in one of the hottest programs right now. They brought him in and then you close off your first show with Britt fucking Baker. You know, what's funny when we were doing, 
when we were doing shows in the wake of all out this time, not this time, but like a little bit after this time last year, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 were literally, I don't even think 2.0 were there yet, but that was about to be what the big thing was, was them two. <laughs> yeah. They, they were just, on dark, and they were just on dark literally every week. And we were like, man, these three are really good. I hope they end up on the main roster soon. Not that there wasn't like a main roster, but I hope they get shown on oh, TV regularly soon. on TV. Yeah. And now they're like part of a mainline storyline on television. Daniel Garcia might be the most interesting story in AEW right now. Like, and that brings us to our next point here, Garrett. Let's hop into uh, let's hop into Dynamite now. So I'm gonna let you take the lead here uh, in our first segment. We had Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia face to face. So what did you think of this? Right, this was pretty close to being my favorite this week, honestly. Um, I actually really like this promo. I really love Jericho and Garcia and what their chemistry is right now. I really kind of hope we get to see that match uh, down the road. Um, and as I intimated last week, to use a use a big word, uh, this seems like it was leading toward Jericho versus uh, Danielson at the pay-per-view because that was one of the matches that they wanted to, I believe, do before Danielson got hurt, potentially. Um, so we knew we were going to get it eventually. So it makes sense to just do it here. Big match pay-per-view got to sell some stuff. And this is a great, you know, continuation of the, the never ending feud between the JAS and the BCC, which will never end because they're literally the antithesis of each other. Um, and, uh, Jericho in this was, I think, convincingly trying to actually keep, I don't think Jericho came off as just like an asshole that was trying to keep a good asset like he actually genuinely seemed like he does care about danny daniel Gar- yep. danny, daniel garcia yep. you know but he made a mistake you know but he's trying to convince him to come back but his jericho is like literally kind of leaning into how everyone kind of looks at him now which is that he gets in his own way sometimes and he's playing that into his character which i thought was brilliant you know and ultimately kind of pushes garcia away and then you get you know danielson coming out and interjecting and sowing those seeds of doubt which again, if you go back to like all the times recently when Danielson's been a heel, like when he wasn't in AEW, it's kind of the way he plays it. He's like a really manipulative, you know, sort of stir the pot kind of guy, you know. And uh, I don't know. I just thought this was a really brilliant segment. Um, and then we, you know, he had uh, uh, Hager come in and make a you know beat down um, or say make the save. You know what I'm saying? Like they had like the sort of the heat there. Like, I, I, what were your thoughts on this, Charlie? I really enjoyed this way. It was a good way to open dynamite. Yeah, right? agreed, agreed. I, I think you did a good job explaining it. Um, yeah, man, it. I felt like there was more to the story than just Jericho. You know, being a dick to him. Yeah, there there was more to it, and you could feel it. And when Brian came out, this was a mentor verse idle kind of situation in a way, almost how they pitched it. And I did not see this match coming at all out. Danielson versus Jericho. Um, I didn't see that coming, but when it happens, when it happened, I was cool. I did. I'm actually really cool with the match. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Daniel Garcia in all of this, but I think he can only benefit from it. Whether he turns into a bigger heel with the Jericho appreciation society, or he turns into the baby face Dan, Brian Danielson's buddy and they form a tag together and all is right in the world. So yeah, <laughs> you know, there's, there's plenty to go. And they here. challenge, you know, Wheeler, Yuta and John Moxley for the uh, ring of water tag team titles. Um, you BCC know, versus BCC. and uh, Claudio Castagnoli as the special guest referee. I'm down. 
honestly. I, 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 I'll buy the ticket. Um, Pure rules, 60-minute time limit. The American Dragon versus Lionheart. Titles on the line. Yes. Is that all out? And Jake Hager and Danielson will wrestle next week. And a lot of people are excited for that match. So, yeah. And then we had Jay Lethal versus Dax Harwood, which we already covered. Uh, la, 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 la. We get to Thunder Rosa backstage. And she revealed she's relinquishing the title. Where it will set up a fatal, it'll set up a four way for the interim title. And what's that four way going to be? You know what's funny? We predicted a four way for the championship at All Out. However, I didn't think Thunder Rosa wouldn't be in the match. Um, Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida. I'm so glad it's Shida filling that spot because she is a former champion. She is the best champion. And she deserves a spot. Dude, we'll do predictions next week, but I think Sheeta actually has a really good chance of winning that. Like, yeah, um, what? why not? Maybe you could Sheeta versus Gross as a fucking money match for, for Arthur. Well, I guess Arthur. And then you can do Sheeta versus Emmy for, with a feud right now. Hey, that, hey, if they actually, if they held off that feud and then had it for the title, dude, and got Emmy on TV for that, I would be all in. <laughs> I'd be all out. Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Colt Gun, Colton Gun. With Austin Gunn, Colt Gunn defeated Billy Gunn with the acclaimed. This was a father versus son match. It was emotional. This wasn't going to be the classic. This wasn't going to be the matches that bookended it. But this match served its purpose. Billy hit Colton with a low blow, or uh, Colton hit Billy with a low blow, and then the Colt forty five for the victory. And Stokely was shown looking on. He entered the ring and he gave the Gun Club their cards and it sounds like they're in agreement so it is ethan page lee moriarty and the gun club so far what is he building in there i don't know the biggest solo win of colton's career by far shout um, out colton for beating his dad yeah, his beat up an old man put him in a body bag so after the match billy uh they attacked billy and swerve our glory came out to chase them off and they all kind of stared each other down with Swerving Our Glory and the acclaimed kind of having like a like an all right, we I, cool. I love Swerving Our Glory, but I cannot think of a like less money tag team title match for the pay-per-view. But all right, whatever, Tony. If it the gun club's in the match, yes. If it's not the gun club, I'm down. But yeah, if it's somebody else in like Stokely's group, fair enough. But that does seem like a little on paper. Like it's not going to sell anything, but I, maybe it's not supposed to, because you already have the trios titles. So I don't know, but I just feel like you could put swerve, like even swerve and, um, and Lee versus like niece and woods would just purely on the match itself would be incredible. Like, you know, like, so I don't know, but would a hump. it'd be great would- if they got some time anyway, but yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, continue. So, um, yeah, uh, we just had a backstage little promo between United Empire and Death Triangle. So their goals were simply to gather more gold. Pac said they wouldn't simply kill the United Empire. They'd murder them. Cool. And Garrett, holy um, shit. Sure that's the same thing, Pac. Uh, I, yeah. I, know you, I know you don't speak. Oh, wait, you do speak English. The fuck, man? Anyway. Sound the alarms. The ladies had a match before nine. Holy shit. Dr. Baker defeated Kylan King. And hey. honestly... This wasn't like too competitive of a match. Thylan King? Sorry, what? But they let her get her moves in. And um, basically, Britt hits the sling blade right away. They get onto the outside of the ring. Um, King hits a German and a Casadora face buster for the two. Britt hit a super kick and a curb stomp before putting on the glove and applying the lockjaw for the submission. And oh my God, that just reminded me. Blake Christian's 
curb stomp on Lucky Ali was one of the most beautiful fucking finishers I've ever seen. That was sold perfectly, hit perfectly. That is a money move. And Britt hitting this totally just reminded me. I wanted to mention that when we were talking about it. Oh, hard. Shut up, Lee Christian. But yeah, this was this was good, man. Um, this is yeah, Kylan King's selling is I think a little underrated. Like she's actually really great at she it. She is really um, great. And yeah, so I'll, I'll hit the after the match real quick, and then uh, the dentist points out that even though Rosa had to vacate the title, Baker wrestled her entitled title ring with a broken freaking wrist. Tony Storm came out, but was leveled from behind by Jamie Hader and Rebel posed with a terrible towel in Cleveland. Hikaru Shida ran out and chased off Britain Hader. It feels good to have Sheeta in the spot. So. What did you think of all this? Uh, the match and uh, the little aftermath we had. Thought uh, John Moxley should have come out and forearmed Britt Baker for disrespecting his city. No, I'm just kidding. It's not wow. even his city. Um, uh, <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. Um, you know, Britt Baker is on the show, you know, because uh, despite the fact that they – because of the way they booked Thunder Rosa, she's still the biggest women's star that they have. So, you That's know. <laughs> It's bad. I'm just being honest, you know. They they can't make anybody else a star. It's against the rules. So, you know, anyway. Yeah, it still feels like Brit and Jade are the champions, which is kind of sad. But fine. <sighs> uh yeah, um, Swerve and Our Glory and the Acclaim were backstage. At least said they didn't just save the acclaim because they like them. They think they're worth a t- tag title shot at all out. The acclaim accepted. I just Hell fucking yeah. lost the titles on them. I don't give a fuck. I everyone needs their title run now, so start the acclaims now. Here we go. But yeah, like if like let's 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 say like you know like they they're selling the next title match after the acclaimed like because that's gonna be a great match and then you go straight into Gun Club. I don't know, man. Like you we'll can't see. do the Gun Club. No, no, no. But it, 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 they're not ranked because acclaimed will, will they, put on the best performance they put on. Because is this the first title match acclaimed have had on a pay per view? Like pay per view, yes, because they did wrestle Lucha Bros for the titles. But so that was you know they're going to step it up because both of them are talented, but they I don't think they're ever giving one hundred percent because they don't want to give everything away on TV. You know, like yeah, let them roll, baby. So yeah, and here we go. Let's let's jump into this real quick. I'm going to cover the entire match. Uh, AW World Championship Unification Match. John Moxley, who was the interim champion. And CM Punk, who was the world champion. And after a call on Oval tie-up, Moxley overpowered Punk and drove him into the corner. Punk fired back with a high kick, but he hurt his attempted foot. Or he he attempted a high kick and it hurt his injured foot. Moxley laid in the hammer and elbow, t- hammer and elbow tie-up. Wow. Hammer and anvil elbows and hit the death rider before a second one gave Moxley the victory in about two minutes. AW uploaded the entire full length of the match. You managed to you managed to stumble on the shortest match we've ever reviewed in fall. <laughs> right? The hammer and anvil elbows really fucked me up reading it. Uh, I just got to say, in my head, that comes off so easily. But <laughs> Moxley squashed CM Punk, and he won the world title, as he is now the official two-time, two-time. CM Punk paper question, champion, paper, question, paper champion question mark. <laughs> it's getting us all the fucking bug. I mean, yeah, he, he uh, won the title of Hangman and lost it here, so... Where do you go from here? I mean, first CM of all, Punk, what did you uh, think? AEW World Chump. What? What do you think of John Moxley being the two-time world champion? And this is this is not a joke. Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't. I, I was uh, joking about. By the way, about them, they weren't going to ever scrub his title reign. Obviously, he was going to win. I mean, it, it, CM Punk missed the opportunity to be. That's why I was so disappointed when he got injured because I knew the way the wrestling world works. 
somebody's going to step up. And I didn't know it was going to be Mox at the time. In my head, it was probably going to be Danielson because that's who I thought would make the most sense. But it ended up being Moxley. Someone adjacent directly to Danielson proved everybody wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. You know, I'm glad that Mox is the champion. But at the same time, um, it's just disappointing that we didn't we didn't get the summer of punk, but we got the summer of Mox instead. And I think that was a pretty good trade. Right? We really did. So and normally when someone loses a title, we talk about their reign, but he was hurt. So. When Moxley loses this title, we that'll be a more interesting because we'll talk about it's the interesting though. He's still gonna have like at least a, like what was it like uh, was it almost a hundred days that he was just champion just chilling like yeah. I mean, CM like, Punk was champion oh. for I have it right here oh, like seventy or something eighty seven days so yeah, eighty days that's not a, that's so even though it'll have an asterisk next to it because of him being injured it's still a title reign you exactly know? Like, CM Punk still was world champion in AEW and that's what matters absolutely um, where in the fuck do they go from here with CM Punk is he still hurt. Are they working this? Is CM Punk? I would I would work it in a way where he's not maybe one hundred. But I wish Kenny wasn't doing the same thing right now. But like I wish Kenny hadn't also come back right now because even though the timing worked beautifully for the trios tournament, like I I don't know. I wish we could pull that story with Punk because if you know, it seems like that's the direction that would be the smartest to go in. Part of me thinks this Punk thing's going to be a one and done, and Punk's still actually hurt for a little bit, and we won't see him for like another. If that turns out to be the case, then this was a smart move, and it could just be like a footnote, uh, no pun intended, that happened in the in the um in the road, and the Kenny stuff is just almost like an homage to what's going on, you know, with Kenny. Who does Moxley wrestle at All Out? Because that almost tells like a sort of pseudo story in the rest of the promotion. You know how they always like talk about Chikara having a giant overarching story. That's kind of the overarching story of AEW right now is a bunch of wrestlers getting hurt, right? So now some of them are trying to come back too early because they're so desperate to try and get back on the show, you know? Yeah, and and I'll, I'll throw this at you, right? In a storyline sense, not for real, obviously, you know? But. So Moxley is going to wrestle it all out. He will wrestle. That's That's going to happen. What the hell is the main event of All Out, man? Here's, I'm going to toss you this. You ready? Okay. The number one content, the number one ranked wrestler, the number one contender right now is Hangman Page. Do we go Hangman versus Moxley World Title Match? Um, no. Because I'll read you two through five. Powerhouse Hobbs not happening. Already in a match. Jericho yep. already in a match. Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. Ooh. Maybe. Lee We've had that twice so far. Wait, haven't we had that match twice so far this year? Uh, I think once was, was Mox getting the rub both times. Once was last year because it was the first rampage. Okay. We've had it twice though. I mean, hey, if you wanted to go that way, so yeah, Hangman versus Mox or Daniel Garcia versus Mox are probably the best guesses. But who knows, man? I mean, this is this is an open fucking book. We will get I mean, into the Hangman probably makes the most sense, but, yeah, but that, I mean. Yeah. I have a theory of what he's doing, which we'll get into on Rampage. So uh, let's hit a couple of these promos, and then we're out, we're done with Dynamite. There was a lot of promos on Dynamite, but but they're building the pay-per-view. So. Absolutely, yeah. Christian Cage, backstage, asked about Jungle Boy, said he was trying to demotivate Jungle Boy, but Jungle Boy will never be as smart or talented as him at All Out. If Christian wants to see average, he won't get it. He accepted Jungle Boy's challenge for the pay-per-view. I can't wait till we talk about that because I have a prediction for that match, and I just I, I can't spoil it now, so – uh, hey guys, next weekend, check out the predictions because I've had something barreled up for like a month of that, I, and I, I have not unloaded it yet. Pause. Don't blow your wad just yet. We'll we'll save it for the next week. Yes, thank you, thank you. Ricky Stark speaks. Garrett, uh, what do you think of Ricky's promo here? My boy Ricky Starks, man, I've been on the Ricky Starks train since jump. Um, 
Ricky did like a, a perfect job of uh, working some of the real life stuff between him and Hobbs into a promo in a way that felt like it fit the narrative in a way that wasn't just uh, you're you you had a second wife and she didn't like you and she smelt and you said she said your dick smelled like you know what I mean like thank you um, yeah you see and and it wasn't that you know what I mean it was he actually worked some of the real life stuff you know the the close and I didn't realize they were that close of friends but it makes sense with how they work together in the ring um so it's like this is such a beautiful fucking story man it's two actual friends just getting to go out there and put on a really good show for the rest of the rest of the locker room in the crowd it's gonna be really this might people people will will think i'm funny for saying this probably but this could steal the show at all out like don't sleep on this match and like it's i gonna, am 100 with you i wouldn't be shocked yeah. bro uh it, he he came out here he crushed it he got a little emotional ricky stark is a fucking champion he if ricky starks isn't a world champion in the next three years he should sign with the wwe i'm saying it I almost think if he's not in a legit title feud in like the next 18 months, I don't know what MJF, like. these guys, they, they I'm just need... assuming everybody that's a major star right now is signed to like a five-year deal. So, you know, like, you know what? And he probably is because he, he was the one injured for a while too. So he's probably got an extension on that shit. Assume everybody for right now that the only major contracts that we have coming up are Kenny's because this is actually going to be renegotiated to the end of this year, I think, or maybe next year at the beginning, something like that. Because uh, he never, you know, he didn't have like a, an option in his contract or anything. So Kenny is going to be a big deal, but he's not going anywhere, obviously, uh, except maybe no. Japan. But he'd still work with AEW, obviously. Um, yeah. And and last promo we had on Raw, we, we Raw, fuck, Dynamite. <laughs> oh, that's a first. Had not <laughs> done that before. Raw, shit, man. On Raw, Dean Ambrose was backstage. He said, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that not how this was supposed to go? Everyone wrote him off, but those people don't matter. The answer to any problem there might be in professional wrestling is John Moxley. I am professional wrestling. I am not just some guy. I am the guy. People may ask, when is my time? But Moxley's time is right now. All right, following the Ambrose, pro- Ambrose <laughs> promo, we had Lucha House Party versus Ricochet in DM61. God damn it. Exactly. And yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> quick little promo i thought that was the deepest meta wrestling joke i've ever made if you don't get that i'm sorry (laughs) ggs uh i mean dude this was uh, going off of the shock i mean i couldn't believe this happened no one could so hell yeah man cool dude yeah so that was dynamite for us man dynamite was fucking insane even reading it back now i'm like jesus this was nuts this was a hell of a show yeah, it was a good, it was a good stuff. Rampage, not so much. It's been a Rampage. Uh, Rampage had a fully loaded card, and we opened off with... WCPW, what? Sorry. We opened up with a Dark Order and the House of Black. We had 10, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. They defeated the House of Black to advance in the AEW World Trios title tournament. Um, so Dan Housen and Best Friends were watching from ringside, kind of, you know, eyeing the competition. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, Ten and Brody King started the match. I think they let Brody run wild again here. I think Brody is the heater of the group, as we've seen before with with his match with uh, Moxley. That was really good. So, yeah, man, uh, what else did you think of this match, Garrett? Um, there could be so much more. Like, why they just chose to, like, just 
make the House of Black look like absolute nerds. I don't know why, but every so, time yeah. they get involved in something that's not like a feud that's just ongoing with somebody, like they can't ever win anything that's meaningful. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, I don't think they should have booked in this tournament. <laughs> they have so many things going on right now. True. Someone else should have been in this spot just so they don't lose like this. So let's get into that. Um, long story short, Reynolds and uh, I will say this. I, I do want to mention this. Re- Reynolds and Matthews looked really good. Reynolds is kind of the highlight here, man. And I he, thought 10 looked fucking great in this match too. You just reminded me. 10's knees were attacked over and over and over. And at the end of the match, even after Miro comes out, 10 is looking, he's limping. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Miro's music hits. The House of Black are freaking the fuck out. They don't know what's going on. They did a roll-up finish. This is not something AEW does. Music hits and then a roll-up finish. This is not something we see. I don't think it fits in AEW. Matthews and King ran to attack Miro and Reynolds rolled up and distracted Black for the pin. After the match, the House of Black jumped Miro in the ring, beat him down three on one. Sting and Darby Allen came out and even the odds. We're getting a trios match, most likely at All Out. Nothing confirmed. This, what's, let me say this. If, if your intention is to have Hangman and the Dark Order be the ones facing the elite, make them the fucking team. You didn't need this yeah, finish. No, you don't need the House of Black getting distracted by music. We're supposed to be quote unquote smart wrestlers. We were complimented. Why couldn't the House of Black lose to whoever they would have to lose to next round? Like, why is that not a thing? Like, even if they would have to, why couldn't they be in the finals? Yeah, why is that yeah, not a I thing? Mean, I don't, there's so many things they could have done here that I think this was overbooked. And that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate for everyone involved. Maybe they shouldn't have been booked against the Dark Order. Maybe it should have been like House of Black squashes the Trustbusters, and and maybe it should have been. Well, then you couldn't have because they're I, on the same side as Orange Cassidy, right? Honestly, so, at the I, who you put in this spot, I, I maybe it was maybe, maybe, maybe Cassidy been. and maybe maybe Cassidy and maybe you should have run like Cassidy and them versus Aussie Open or something. I don't know. They, they clearly wanted the big names, right? And I understand that, but you could have even done the Embassy here. Brian Cage, Conatoa Leon. I mean, you could have done anything. The factory could have had this spot if you wanted them to lose. But I understand wanting to get them in the tournament. I, I totally get it. It's just we couldn't have done this another way. Are we really yeah, going to do a match? It, it did feel weird. It felt like a really weird way to set up Miro not joining too. Like, why even do any of that? Like, it's it's just all over the place. If this doesn't turn into a Miro and Al and Malachi Black, wow. Uh, blood feud, hopefully, which it will, which is great. But if they have a yeah, match, it's disappointing because it makes me wonder. Like they were obviously building up Sting versus Malachi. Obviously, that's not happening now. It yeah, makes what's me wonder with that. Darby, well, and, I think Darby, we're going to do that match, Charlie. And then I think maybe Sting was like, it'd be way better if we did a trios match. That way, I don't have to like rely. because yeah. I understand Sting's mentality. If he's just what it is. Of if I can't give everybody the match they want between me and Malachi, then I'm not going to try and do it. You know, Which I really hope the, the pay per view. If this is the match, Hustle Black fucking win. Because we need to start stacking some victories. Just I like, expect Sting to jump off of something high. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. he'll jump off of the shoulders of Miro. 
Let's get on to the rest of this card. Uh, Lexi Nair interviewed Hook, who didn't care about the 2.0, challenging him for the FTW title and left. Angelo Parker, Matt Menard came in after Hook, left the challenge of Hook again. Angelo Parker versus Hook, probably on Rampage or maybe uh, the buy-in. Cool. You know, cool for Angelo, I guess, getting booked as a singles while Matt's dealing with a little uh, injury. Excuse me. So, yeah, nothing more about that. Uh, Wardlow defeated Ryan Nemeth in 90 seconds for the AWT and Championship. Chris Sabin joined Jay Lethal's group on the entrance ramp to watch the match and scout Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow was hugely over as a babyface. It's his hometown. He, he looked good. Um, yeah, uh, he beat his ass. Four power bombs and pinned him with one foot. That's Nemeth's role. And you know what? Nemeth got booked in his hometown too. So they also let him cut a little promo before. That was kind of funny. So Lexi Nair, our she's our go-to Rampage interviewer. And I like it. Uh, she interviewed Andrade, Roosh, and Private Party in the back. And basically, Andrade told Private Party that losses have consequences after they lost the AW Tag Team Champions. Uh, maybe they're setting up a, a rubber match between these guys. Cool. Get yeah. more of these tag teams involved, right? Uh, this, see, now when they have the match, if it's next week, there's a little more to it because they were beefing the week before. Just something that little adds to the said match that we get. You know, it could, they, mm-hmm. they might wrestle on dark for all we know. Yeah. But we have a little bit more going into that. So. I always I always appreciate these little things like this. Absolutely. Um Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Ashton Day in a minute. QT Marshall in the factory jumped Ricky Starks in the back and laid him out as Marshall promised Hobbs they would. Do you think this is just uh, the factory really trying to bring in someone good? Or do you think maybe if Hobbs joins this group and he could really facelift it and I don't want that. Uh, I don't either. Yeah, no. I hope Hobbs is like the next big bad. I think they just needed somebody to beat up Ricky because they didn't want it to be Hobbs for whatever reason because they wanted to avoid them touching for as long as possible, obviously, you know? Yeah, so in the factory are just being nerds. Doing he did Ricky's can. pose, you know, like, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. Lexi Nair tried to interview Jade and the baddies. Layla Gray started to talk until, Le- until Cargill shut her down and kicked her out of the group. No more Good. interim baddie. Uh, Get out of town. Cargill challenged Athena for all out, and Athena ran in and attacked. The match Does this was mean that the way that we're getting Jade's title reign continuing at the pay-per-view is that's when Red Velva comes back? Maybe. I, I, I would hope not. I hope they have an actual match and we let them go because this is – we've been talking about the potential of this match from a tweet before Athena was in the company, I want to say like seven months ago. Uh <laughs> It was an insanely long time. We talked about her as the person to come in and potentially beat Jade, which I, at this point, still don't believe is what's going to happen. If that happens, now I'm going to be like, yeah, we could have built this up better, but that's okay. I, I think the story is them two What's getting the challenge that Jade can't actually be built up before they challenge Jade. They have to just come in cold and then be her, you know, father. God forbid so. we get a storyline. And her, I, the match with Ty Conti literally at the last pay-per-view was a week before. God forbid so, we get a good storyline. We're getting a storyline. It's just not interesting. Yeah. It's gone on a while and it hasn't picked up steam. And it so. doesn't involve the challenger. It just involves some random jobber that they decided to make a star for no reason. Like Interim baddie. Triple A mixed tag team champion Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello with Angela Parker defeated Ortiz and Ruby Soho to retain their titles. 
I get nothing from more, this. More of that stuff, like intergender stuff. I hope they just decide to do intergender wrestling just because I want to see uh, Orange Cassidy wrestling whammon. I think it'd be fun. Um, I think it, I think it'd be useful for some of the women wrestlers too to actually to get in the ring with some people that have a little bit more experience, maybe. Um, uh, in in wrestling, all kinds of different people, like just because, like, I feel like not every every female talent has had all the experiences that every other female talent has had on the roster, and maybe mixing it up a little bit would be good. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, try something new, you know. Um, a thirty second clip aired about Punk talking about his injured foot with the trainers. Said he didn't feel anything other than his foot giving out, and. This is supposed to be an update, but honestly, it was nothing. So, I don't know what to do with that. They booked it as an update, and it was like pretty much him just saying, this is the only feeling I felt when I broke the foot. It was the same feeling. Uh, Yeah. Claudio Casanoli defeated Dustin Rhodes to retain the ROH World Championship. Garrett, if you want to take us through this match. uh, Sure. Yeah. our main event rampage. So this was a really good match. Um, everything they did felt kind of like it was a counter or a strat to like go against what the other, bleh, what the other person was doing. It's more of the Claudio power game taking on you know the experienced wrestler opponent, which has been sort of the the gimmick with uh, Good Brother Claudio recently. Um, it's you know I, I'm I'm okay with Dustin not being at 100 percent of what he used to be. Um, he's going to make a few, you know, things here and there. Um, there was one thing that I forget what it was, um, and, you know, and it, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, the, the funniest thing though, was when Claudio went to do a leapfrog and absolutely got just pelted in the balls by, uh, Dustin's head. That was, uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, Claudio just has the worst luck in the rank, man. Um, but uh, it's still crazy to me how how good Dustin is still at his age. You know, he's still going, and it doesn't seem like you know. I'll take a couple botches in a in a pretty solidly wrestled main event title match. Um, it wasn't anything special, but you know, I it wasn't as good as Punk versus uh, Rhodes, but I, I still think this was good, and I really like Dustin Rhodes' uh, entrance music. It's really good. Yeah, it is, and I like Dustin getting the spot too. I felt like last week he, he he gave a passionate promo about you know what he wants to do in this spot. I feel like Rampage has kind of turned into the Claudio Casanoli show sometimes, and I'm Hell okay yeah. with that. Um, I'm down. The code red from Dustin, I thought was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like he botched some simple stuff, but like uh, he could still hit a code red. That's not and easy to do at that age. And code red for the near fall, and he got the Usual got a chant so. I don't know how many Dustin Rhodes matches we have left, so things like this. I appreciate like, them while we have them because you're not exactly. going to have them a couple of years from now, you know? So Throw back to the Nick Camarado and Dustin Rhodes main event match where they're just beating the shit out of each other with a rope. Uh, oh. What a time. Um, Arn Anderson, you know, kind of gave him some hints to tell him to go for the kill. That was when we had our leapfrog, and, you know, hey, this was pretty good uh, as a for a main event match. Um, as a total for the show... I kind of felt like you and I were both on the same page. A little underwhelmed by compare, and if you compare it to Dynamite, especially underwhelmed. But uh, I wish that Trio's match was stronger, and they let the guys cook and not a fluke win. I think that really 
that's not something I like in AEW. They've been good rampages, man. They just gotta let them wrestle a little more rampage. Let them roll. I think I think if we have a legit victory, my mood has changed too. Not a roll up. So Okay. I don't agree with the take. It felt like a darker in elevation. I think people are out of their fucking mind saying that, but that's okay. I, I, they yeah, that's didn't, hilarious because Dark Elevation always has Ring of Honor World title match on this it. Week. So um, that's all I'll say. But yeah, man. So that'll be it for us, guys. Um, if the timing is correct, next week will be a three show for us, right? So because it is all out. A three donger. Three donger. So real quick on Dynamite so far, I mentioned we had a couple things confirmed. Uh, the trios match between United Empire and the Elite. <clears throat> John Moxley will be cutting a promo. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Jake Hager. And then Britt Baker and Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Uh, Hager versus Danielson is going to be awesome. That's going to fucking slap. I hope they give that match 20 minutes. Didn't Hager have like a pretty solidly long match with Claudio that went pretty, that was really good. Like to give him that same amount of length. Give me that. Do it. And there's so many matches that could be happening at all out. Right now, the card's at nine. I don't see it sticking like that. I, I see 11 or 12. So, who's John Moxley going to face? Is it Hangman? Is it Garcia? You know, is it going to be CM Punk? Who the fuck knows? Maybe it'll be Roman Reigns, and we'll just, here we go. You know? Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Fuck it. Fuck it. Send it in. John Moxley versus Juice Robinson confirmed. Um, No. <clears throat> so, <laughs> John Moxley versus Roosh. Oh my, I'd buy in. I'd be down. But they're going to do the ranking system, and we got the casino battle. I can't John wait. John Moxley, this is out of left field, versus Hiroki Goto. Give it to me. I, I could buy into it. I could buy into it. So, yeah, man. That'll be it for us. Another 80-plus minute show out of you boys. Um, All right, yeah. here's the match that you're not expecting. John Moxley versus Kanosuke Takeshita for the title. Boom. I would genuinely fucking lose my mind if Takeshita shows up. I would cream. If, if Takeshita, if that's how they end all out with Takeshita showing up to challenge like Kenny or something with two people from DDT, I'd... Kota Ibushi uh, magically healed. All right. That'll do it for us, guys. We will Kota catch Ibushi you guys. and Kenta. Yes. That's a trio. I could... That would, that would, that's the trio right there. There is beef with Kenta. We'll catch you guys next week for three fucking shows. Hope you guys enjoy. This has been the Duke. This has been the Chazmeister. We will catch you guys on the flip side, Vision. Duty Martial has no legs.